Welcome to Easier Movement, Happier Horses. I'm Mary DeBono, your movement and mindset coach. If you'd like to have flexible, balanced movement, a relaxed, confident mindset, and a joyful connection with your horse, you're in the right place. I can't wait to share what I've learned over the past 30 years of helping improve the performance and partnership of horses and their humans. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's dive in. Hello and welcome to episode number eight of Easier Movement, Happier Horses. My name is Mary DeBono and I'm so glad you're here. Today we're going to talk about stretching. Stretching for you and stretching for your horse. But it's not the typical conversation about stretching that you might be anticipating. In fact, I'm going to discourage you from embracing stretching, and I'll tell you why. I work with so many horses that have issues with, you know, lack of flexibility in one direction or the other, um, maybe even in, you know, in, in all kinds of way that they, they're stiff. Okay? It could be stiff all over, it could be stiff just in certain directions, what have you. Same thing with humans, okay? I work with humans too, and many of them will be, you know, certain parts of their body will be tight, They'll be tight, you know, on one side more than the other or what have you. And they think that stretching is the answer. But I'm here to tell you that that could actually backfire because let's think about it. You know, we know that we get into movement habits, whether ourselves or our horses, right? We have habits of movement. So just asking for a stretch, a stretch of particular muscles doesn't change the brain's idea of movement. And in fact, it can get the brain to think like, oh my goodness, this is a dangerous thing. We're stretching this muscle beyond what's safe and will actually cause that muscle to tense even more, to contract even further. So you have to keep, you know, redoing the stretch, redoing the stretch, right? And that's what people do. They, they stretch on a, on a regular basis, either for themselves or their horse. But we want to ask, why is that muscle getting tight? Why is the brain thinking that that's a good thing to do? And so this is where, again, we want to retrain the brain. We want the brain to experience movement as being safe, easy, and pleasurable. Because if you think about stretching, you know, and, and I see people do this all the time where they'll use a piece of food, they'll do, you know, a carrot or a cookie, and they'll have the horse stretch in various ways. And I'm not saying that's always wrong, okay? I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that over the years, I've seen it done really, really poorly quite a lot. And we have to remember that a horse will override signals of pain or even discomfort in order to get that food treat, right? I mean, who doesn't love a cookie? And so what happens is, again, now the brain is saying, oh, wait a minute, that's not what we normally do. I need to, to, to defend against that by tightening those muscles again. So you may have a temporary relief of the issue. That side may seem a little more supple all of a sudden, but over time, it tends to go back to the way it was because you haven't changed the underlying movement habit, okay? And the other thing that they've discovered, so Moshe Feldenkrais, the man who originated the Feldenkrais method on which my work is based, he was speaking about the dangers of stretching decades ago. And now science has caught up to his thinking. And in actually in 2008, uh, Gretchen Reynolds, who writes for the New York Times, 
she published studies, and I mean, there's actually been several studies, but this is one in particular, where she talks about how you can actually, usually the muscles are 30% weaker if they've been stretched, okay? So, and that there's a higher risk of injury to those muscles. So it's um, very, very interesting. So again, this is something Moshe Feldenkrais spoke about a long time ago, and now we're catching up to that in, um, in proven you know, studies. So the way I look at it is when, so let's go back to the, the example with a horse. So say a horse, I've done this with many, many horses, you know, one side will be tighter than the other as far as their ability to bend. And so, you know, you, you notice that the rider notices it, I notice it, right? There's a difference in the quality of bending to one side or the other. So again, the common answer for that, the common solution is to stretch the horse on the stiffer side, the tighter side. But again, that just sets up alarm signals in the, in the horse's nervous system. But instead, if you went to the easier side and you started to really help the horse explore and kind of like what I call chunking down the process of bending into little parts, into each individual piece, you can kind of help the horse recreate how to bend in an easier way. And I generally start on the easier side. That's the side that the horse is not anxious about, the horse isn't protective about. And you can really fine tune and understand how the horse bends. And then on the quote unquote stiffer side, you can help the horse recreate that. And I go through this whole thing. I actually, in my um, upcoming online coaching program, I explain explain how to actually do this, how you break down the functions and into small parts, and you help the horse change that habitual pattern, okay? Change that movement habit from being stiff on one side to being able to be flexible and balanced on both sides, okay? So what I'd like to do for you is I'd like to give you a little, a little uh, Feldenkrais mini awareness through movement lesson. So you can experience how you can lengthen your hamstrings without stretching them. Because the hamstrings are a place that I find that so many people complain about being tight, and they are often tight on people. But again, that tends to be a movement habit that's related to, for example, the lower back, how they hold their pelvis, so many things, right? The hamstrings attach up into the pelvis. So how you use all of you will affect what happens in the hamstrings. So simply stretching the hamstrings will give you at best temporary relief, okay? So let's go through. So you can't do this if you're driving, if you're listening to this and you're driving or doing something else like that. You won't be able to do this. So do this when you get home and you can, can or get to the barn or whatever. Um, but when you're not operating any machinery and you can just pay attention to yourself and you'll do this in standing. So you need to be somewhere where you can stand up. But this is important, okay, is I'm going to ask you not to have any sensation of stretching or straining as you do this little movement lesson or exercise, okay? So from the get-go, no stretching or straining, okay? So please stand with your feet about hip width apart and just gently bend down. So you're gonna let your hands move towards your feet, right? It's super important that you don't stretch or force the movement in any way. Just notice how far you can reach without any strain whatsoever. Then just stand upright again, okay? 
So you're going to just make a mental note of how far your hands went down towards your toes. But you're not trying for any goal here. Okay, so now just go ahead and bend your knees slightly. Put your right hand on your right thigh, just above your right knee. And put your left hand just above your left knee. Okay, and really let the weight of your upper body rest on your hands. And now gently pulling your belly in, round your back and look down. Okay, and then pushing your belly out, gently arch your back, lift your head and look up. Go back and forth between these movements of rounding the back and looking down and arching the back and looking up. Okay, alternate between those two, breathing easily as you do it. You might find that if you exhale when you're rounding and looking down, it'll be easier. It's easier to fold your chest. Okay, so really, pay, and I in the show notes, just please go to the show notes, which is uh, marydebono.com forward slash H as in horse, H8, the, the number eight. So for the episode, so marydebono.com forward slash H8. H8. Okay. And I'll have all, so if you're not catching this right now, I have it all written out and along with photos. So you can see exactly what I'm doing, give you a better idea maybe of doing it. The important thing is to be gentle. Okay. You want your weight to rest in your hands. Okay. And so you can easily round and arch your back and only go as far as it's super easy and comfortable. Okay. So I'm giving you time to do that back and forth a little bit, alternating rounding and arching your back and put your attention on your entire spine. So think of all the vertebra of your spine participating in these movements. Many of us have a habit of overusing some parts of our spine and underusing others. That's why we get tight. So let these movements be an opportunity for you to wake up those other parts of your spine, the parts that weren't doing their fair share. Okay, and allow it also to be an opportunity to give the overworked ones a bit of a break, right? So now it's like the whole team is is working instead of just certain parts of your back. So I'd rather you do much smaller movements where you can attend to your whole spine, where you feel all the vertebra participating. So notice what it feels like. What is that? How pleasurable and easy does that movement feel? when all of the vertebra are moving, okay? Does it get easier and lighter? Okay, so stand up and take a little rest. Take a little rest just standing. You can just have your hands down by your sides. And now go back to how you were standing in the very beginning with the hip, you know, feet hip width apart and just allow your hands to go down towards your feet as you did in the very, very beginning. And you might have noticed that you went a little further, right? Without any effort, without any sense of, of, of straining or stretching. Now, we're not done yet. Just wanted you to experience that immediate improvement, which often happens. Okay, so when you're ready now, go ahead and stand again with your feet, you know, spread hip width apart and bend your knees a little bit. And now please put both hands just above your right knee. Okay, so both hands will be just above the right knee. And just like before, slowly and very gently round your back and then arch your back and look up. So you're rounding your back, you're looking down, you're gently pulling your belly in, 
And when you arch your back, you're looking up, you're letting your belly come forward, right? Stick your tail out too, right? And it's important when you look up you, that you're not holding in your abdominal muscles. That's a habit that many of us have. So you're alternating between looking down and rounding the back, tucking the tail under, and then looking up. Think even of your chest, your sternum and ribs coming up and forward, right? Sticking your tail out, arching the back, letting the belly come forward. So go back and forth, breathing easily. That's it. Okay, stand up for a moment and just have your arms down by your side and just notice how you're standing. Notice if something feels different. Okay, so take that little rest. These rest breaks are important. They're, they're important to rest your attention, number one, and also to rest your muscles, which you might be using a little differently than normal. And also it's like time for your brain to download what feels different, right? Your brain learns by noticing differences. Okay, so now we did the right, we had both hands on the right knee. So now have your feet again, slightly apart, have both hands over the, like just above your left knee now. And do the same thing. So you're going to look down and gently round your back and tuck your tail under, right? Thinking of your chest folding and softening, pulling your belly in gently, and then arching your back and looking up, sticking your tail out, okay? Thinking of your chest coming up and forward. Go back and forth between those two movements, right? Breathing easily. You might notice the exhalation helps you round better, right? If you do the exhalation when you're rounding, you can fold your chest more easily. That's it. So go back and forth between those two. Good. Okay, rest for a moment. So just rest in standing. Just stand comfortably. And obviously, please, if anything is uncomfortable, don't proceed. You can also, by the way, do this on, on a chair. So if it's uncomfortable for you to uh, bend your knees like this and put your weight in your hands like that, just simply get a chair and you could put your hands on the seat of the chair. Okay, a solid chair that isn't going to slide away from you that doesn't have wheels. Okay. But you know, like a kitchen chair, something like that. You could or you know, whatever. Some people will even kind of lean forward on a counter if that's all they have maybe put their forearms on the counter. So you can do different things, but it the important thing is, is that you're putting your weight in your hands, okay? So a chair can be a very useful tool for you if, if it's uncomfortable to have your hands on your knees like this and bend the knees. Okay, so now the next time we're gonna do it a little bit differently. So have one hand, so feet slightly apart again, bend your knees a little bit, and now lean um, one hand over each knee. But now, as you round your back and look down, you know, your face goes down, you actually let your eyes look up towards your eyebrows, okay? So in other words, your face will still go down along with your, you know, as your back rounds, but your eyeballs will start to look up, okay? And then when you're arching your back and your face is going towards the ceiling or towards the sky, your eyeballs are actually looking down towards your cheekbones. So your eyes and your face are basically doing two different, going in two different directions. Okay. Make sure you're breathing. Many people will hold their breath at this point. 
So you're going to go back and forth just like we did before, rounding the back and then arching it. The only difference is now your eyes are going opposite to what your face is doing, to what your head is doing, okay? And this is very novel for your brain, right? Normally, if we look, that's the direction we're going in, right? So if you you look up, that's where the face follows, right? If you look down, that's where the face follows. But instead, we're going to do the opposite. It's a great way to interrupt movement habits, okay? So make sure you're breathing. Okay, so just rest for a moment in standing. You don't have to do a lot of this. Just, just do a few movements. Okay, now reach down towards your feet and see if there's a difference. I bet there is. Okay, so let's just finish up with um, going back to the the um, coherent, what's the word I'm looking for, a congruent way of doing it, where the head and the eyes are going in the same direction. So again, either be leaning on the chair or have your hands above each knee with your knees slightly bent and round your back and look down and then arch your back and look up. Remember, remembering to stick your tail out as you look up and stick it, pull your tail under when you look down, okay? So of course, now the eyes will go with the head, right? The typical way of doing it, the normal, quote unquote, normal way. But f- notice if you have more use of your entire spine now. Now that you did that novel way of taking the eyes opposite the head, notice if now you have more fuller use of your spine and pelvis. Okay, good. Okay, pause for a moment just in standing. And again, once more, reach down and see how far you go now. Right? Many, many of you, I'm guessing, will be really you know, much closer to your toes, maybe maybe your hands are on the floor now, whatever, but you might have noticed quite a difference there and we did not stretch, okay? You did not stretch your ham- hamstrings in that instance. So you can see that this is a much more holistic, if you will, way of working because we're working with your whole system. So holistic meaning, you know, the whole, right? Addressing the whole. And it's a great little mini lesson that can help you know, help you have, you know, healthy, long hamstrings, as well as improve the movement of your whole back and spine, you know, your, excuse me, your back and your, your rib cage, all of the above. So it's something that people just love to do. It's very simple to do. It doesn't take any equipment. If you do lean on a chair, most of us have chairs handy. Um, But you can certainly just do it almost anywhere. Not when you're driving, obviously, but uh, anyway, so just feel that. And so again, getting back to our horses, you know, we don't do exactly this one. It's kind of difficult to get them to put their their hooves on their knees, right, on their stifles, but there are other ways of working where the, I work with the horse's entire spine, for example, and rib cage and help them really get a sensation of wonderful extension and flexion. So in other words, the arching and the rounding, just like you were doing yourselves, right? Help the horse feel how all of the back can participate in that. All of the rib cage can participate in that. You know, doing it in different ways, maybe adding a little novelty there, 
keeping it safe and comfortable and pleasurable. And suddenly those horses have longer, healthier hamstrings, okay? Because it's not, like I said, the hamstrings just don't exist by themselves. Everything is connected. We talked about connection in the last episode, episode seven, about how, um, you know, you don't want to just go in there and correct and contradict what the system is doing, whether it's for you or your horse. But we want to respect the intelligence of the system and know that there was a reason why the body was tightening that area. So this is just one example when I talk about hamstrings, but uh, any of any movement habit, right, can benefit from this approach. So I hope you enjoyed that, give you a little quickie taste of how we work and how different it is than a lot of traditional stuff, and how now the science is catching up to the the uh, the the work that Dr. Moshe Feldenkrais, you know, was talking about decades and decades ago. So thank you so very much for being here. I just love sharing this work with you. I hope you had fun with that. Please let me know if you have any questions. You could reach me at mary at marydebono.com. And look out for my upcoming program I have. I'm going to have a really cool program about how you can learn to help yourself and your horse be more balanced, flexible, and confident. So Stay in touch with that. Actually, if you want more information for that, you can go to marydebono.com forward slash horse. Pretty easy to remember. marydebono.com forward slash horse. And check out the show notes, marydebono.com forward slash H8. And you'll get the whole lesson that I just talked you through. You'll get that all written out with photos and the whole nine yards. And that might be a nice little handout for you. Again, thank you so much, and I can't wait to talk to you again. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Easier Movement, Happier Horses. Remember to grab your free video masterclass for riders at marydebono.com forward slash rider. You'll get three easy, effective exercises to improve your back, hips, position, and posture. People love these videos. It's important for riders and non-riders alike. I'm Mary DeBono. Go have fun with your horses. Bye for now.